Hey guys, welcome to Around the Campfire podcast where we sit down with great minds and talk about subjects that help you dominate your path as a man, whether you're trying to find your purpose, become better with women, or building the lifestyle you want on your fucking terms. Today on the show, we have Eric Lothbrook. He is from Coast to Coast Dating. He has been helping men with their dating lives for the past 10 years, and he's also been coached, or the last four years, been coaching with Mystery. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you. So let's dive into it. Let's go back into your your past story a little bit, Eric. What uh, got you into uh, becoming successful with women and then helping men with their dating lives? Yeah, so very simply, I know this sounds a little bit cheesy, but when I was a young kid and I started developing and making the transition to manhood, I wanted nothing more than to have women in my life. I mean, I was into other things. I was into snowboarding. I was into sports. I liked hanging out with my friends, but nothing quite got me excited like dating a cool girl or, you know, having an experience, an adventurous experience with a girl, something about that. I mean, everybody's drawn to it, right? Everybody has a certain drive, but for whatever reason, I just feel like I was a little bit more driven than most of my friends in this department. Mm. Um, but what, what officially got me what into, held you what held you back from that what like what was keeping you back from having those experiences um so honestly when i was younger there wasn't a lot holding me back so a lot of guys have the story that you know they struggled with their dating life they weren't getting the results that they wanted then they found um you know a bunch of dating coach advice or or pickup stuff or what what have mm-hmm. you like that whole field and then they transformed their lives Um, I definitely had work to do on myself when I found all this stuff at 22 years of age. I'm 37 now. I first found the dating scene at 22. I definitely had work to do on myself. But when I was younger, I I was somewhat successful socially and with with girls as well, whatever that means. There were definitely guys that did better than me, but I pushed myself very hard. I, you know, I, I worked on my flirting skills and my social skills and my humor and my conversation. And I played the whole social game in high school, you know, mm-hmm. so. Were you very um, popular in high school? Um, in high school, I was. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely, I played sports and I tried okay. to hang out with the cool people. And, you know, it's funny because, um, I don't know, I had relationships though with a lot of different people. Like I didn't want to just be friends with the popular kids. Like I wanted to be friends with everybody. Right. From all different social circles, you know. Um, so I was very driven in that regard. You know, I was very insecure though, you know, being forthright, I think a lot of my social drive actually came from a place of insecurity, but I barreled through it where a lot of people let their fear Mm. and anxiety shut them down. I had a lot of social anxiety, but I plowed through it anyway. That's interesting. So you were able to, (laughs) that's kind of weird, paradoxical, because you were able to hang out with the popular kids or at least get in with them but you still had massive insecurities and maybe, maybe this is kind of a revelation for some guys that are still fairly young that some of the popular kids themselves have insecurities. They just maybe hide it under bravado or something. Um, dude, I was, I was the most insecure kid ever. Um, the person that I am now after going through many different humbling experiences in life, like I'm way more down to earth. Mm, I feel like I'm way more compassionate. Um, yeah. But yeah, back then, I mean, I was just purely driven out of 
anxiety and adrenaline and a need for social approval. I wanted everybody to think I was funny and tough and smart and cool and crazy and like all these different things, right? Um, I was mm -hmm. very externally validated. I was not a very internally validated person at the time. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of key for men to understand too. And I, th I think there's a book that kind of goes into that too called The Male Brain. But there's like different stages of your life, right? As a man, like every 10 years, you kind of focus on something different. And it seems like in your 20s, you know, you're always trying to prove yourself, right? And it's like outwardly, like even joining a football team, you know, or uh, show your um, prowess maybe with your like joining a, what is it, the weight weightlifting. I remember I did weightlifting back in high school or, you know, trying to get laid, you know, you're trying to prove yourself outwardly as a man. But then like, I guess, and I, I kind of feel like I'm shifting into that and maybe you can um, back me up or maybe you had a similar experience as like when you're thirties, you start becoming more down to earth. You realize that it's not that big of a deal and you, you fit, you come, become fairly competent um, in certain aspects. You don't really care whether people judge you on, you know, if you're getting laid or whatever, because you, you know, you're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You go through different phases in life for sure. When I look back at the different chunks of my life, you know, I feel like at every phase I was mature in some regards and like very immature in others. And mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I've definitely become more internally validated, you know, and this mm -hmm. really manifests itself too, as a dating coach, you know, because there are a lot of people that try to, you know, test you and shake your confidence and, you know, oh, your girlfriend's not that hot or, you know, you <laughs> sorts yep. of like little, like, uh, little things like that and it, you just you'll go crazy if you don't learn to filter it out you know yeah it, it's like those cycles repeat themselves and maybe you've mastered it where like you can pass a, a shit test and, and what a girl says to you doesn't bother you but then you're like well what does this audience think of me you know like and that again it's like that same maybe insecurity manifesting itself in another way to to see if it if you're gonna overcome it or not um so the theme of this uh this podcast that we want to dive into and help our audience with is how to build a social circle. Um, so why do you think it's important for guys to cultivate building a social circle, um, especially with helping them with their success with women, whether it's to get laid, have a badass girlfriend, or just be around beautiful women? Yeah. So you and I talked about this, right? I think mm -hmm. that over the long term, building a solid social circle um, is going to be the best thing for a guy Mentally, it's going to be the best thing for him as far as meeting women as well. It's more sustainable. It takes longer to build. But over the long term, if you have good connections with people, you're doing fun social things, you're going to meet a lot of women through that and women that you meet in other avenues. Let's say you meet a woman online. Let's say you do some cold approach, daytime approaches or nighttime approaches and you meet women that way. Mm -hmm. You have um, a social life that you're bringing them into. You have, right. system. you have people that can vouch for you, right? So it's, yeah. it's more sustainable. It's a warmer approach. When you meet girls through social circle, there's no, um, you know, what, you know, if you're at a party with 30 people and you're there socializing, you go talk to some girl, she's not going to reject you super harshly like she would if you were in a bar. If you're a, in a bar and you approach a girl, she's going to crush you if she wants to. If she right. does that at a party where you know half the people there and your buddy's hosting the party, you know, she, she's going to be more receptive and 
you know, there, there's so many benefits to social circle. That's just to name a few of them, you know? Yeah. It's, I, th- I feel like it's um, <clears throat> in a way a, a hack where it pre it like social circle, like you said before, it takes a little bit of time to cultivate, but at the same time too, it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So then you can kind of just be that guy that walks up and talks to a girl because you've already elicited the pre-selective like um, behaviors, right? Like, like you said, if you're at a party, that means you must know the main people. So that means you're a pre-selected guy. Um, another thing too is like, and I, I teach a lot of guys this too, that because a, a lot of guys kind of in the pickup community or whatnot, they'll, they kind of come in and, and I, I, I've gone through this phase too. And sometimes you have to go through that phase, which is like the jaded phase. You know, I was mm. myself personally, I was married really young and then I like the Disney, Disney fantasy crashed. Right. And so I was like, well, if that didn't work for me, I'm just going to become the jaded player. And sometimes I think it's healthy to go through that for a phase, but you need to come out of it. Cause after a while, if you just stay in there, you're just an asshole who attracts other assholes to you, whether that be women or guys. Um, and, and some, some guys kind of get into this and they, they're stuck in that. So they're like, don't be friends with a woman. All of them are bitches, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and I get their mindset for that. And and I think that's kind of healthy for once one period of your life, maybe a year or so. So you learn how to cultivate independence and, and, and be happy on your own or with guys. But once you come out of that and actually learn that it's so much beneficial to become friends with women, because next to a dating coach, they are your, like your best wing wing man or wing woman, because like hot girls attract other hot girls. And a lot of guys, especially that get into this, they're kind of like lone wolves. You know, they're kind of, they work a lot. They don't have a lot of friends. They don't have a social circle. And they think that they're just going to like get some girl at the club, make her his girlfriend. And then she's going to chill on the couch where he works on his laptop. And that's, that's not how it happens. You have to bring the girl into a, a cool social circle. Right. And especially if you have hot girls around you that like that, that again is like another game hack where it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And those girls will bring women to you if you maintain those, those friendships with them. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely a ton of uh, great points that you just mentioned. Um, It definitely does the heavy lifting for you. Yes. If you build it properly. Um, and, And as far as, you know, going through that jaded phase and everything, I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, there's a lot of dogmatic, advice out there in the pickup scene in the men's improvement scene and a lot of it is focused on the negative aspects of women and i think that it's important to be vigilant that women are not perfect they're human just like we are right you know there is such a thing as toxic femininity you know what i mean Mm, yeah um so it's like you want to understand that women have their dark side but you can't let that just totally taint you and right. you got to get that out of your system because if you're going to build a social circle, you're going to have a social circle full of men and women, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can't be holding subconscious beliefs that are inaccurate or lopsided about your female friends and expect that to not have some sort of ripple effect. So I'm a big fan of guys getting rational and real. Look, let's look at the negative things about women. Sure. But let's also recognize that women can be cool as hell, too. You know, yeah. some of the friendships and relationships and everything that I've had are with women. Um, so, yeah, you've got to build it the right way. You've got to get some of that negativity out of your system. And you definitely will find your social circle can do a lot of work for you if you are a, a 
value giving person. And if you network properly and if you're, you know, yeah. if you're a good friend, if you're a good dude, simply put. Yeah. And uh, I think that kind of leads to like maybe the first step that guys listening that are like, okay, I'm interested in building a social circle, but how do I go about it? What are, what are some steps? I would say the first is like be being true with your intentions and your intent with building the social circle. Like if you're in the part of your life where you, you just want to be a player and get laid a whole bunch, then that needs to radiate into your social circle. And believe it or not, like you can build a social circle where there's cool guys and cool girls that actually help you get laid. Um, if that's your intent, but if you're like, well, I, I want to get laid, but I want to do it discreetly and undercover, like in, in this weird, and you're kind of like weird about it, then results may vary. Right. And you may be frustrated where if you're more true about your intention, you're going to attract those type of people into your life that are going to help you and benefit you. And, and some people aren't going to agree with you. Right. And that's cool. That just means that, you know, you can kind of keep them as, um, what is that acquaintances, but they're not going to be a part of your social circle. Yeah, lots of good points too, man. I think that also goes to the point that you don't have to view it as just building one large social circle, you know, true. Your, your big, large blanket social circle, but then you can have other kind of subgroups. You know, I definitely have friends of mine that are near and dear to me and I would never trade them for the world, but they're not necessarily the best guys to go out and try to meet women with, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so tell us more about that with like subset groups of uh, social circles. How do you go about, I don't know, building those and, and maintaining those relationships? Yeah. So, I mean, every, every group kind of just needs nurturing, you know, some more than others, you know, um, when I'm being, you know, really full throttle all in with my, with my social life, I've got kind of a core group of friends that uh, I, that I'm trying to go out with and we do fun things. Right. Okay. Um, but then I've got my, my friends that are established, right? Guys that I've known since junior high and high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to see them as much. Some of them are married. Some of them have kids. Some of them work crazy hours. Some of them are locked down with a girlfriend and they don't really go out anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them are living in other states, right? Or other mm -hmm. countries even. So uh, it depends on the social circle that you're trying to build. But essentially... You know, the first thing that you want to do is get yourself into a mindset of giving value. Be a yeah. value giver, right? Whenever you're with people, and value giving comes in many forms. A lot of people think it's just the exchange of valuable information or being high status or whatever. <laughs> you know, right. that definitely helps, right? You know, if you have money and you have a cool house and you can host awesome parties and you can True. keep the tab at bars and all that, that's definitely a form of value giving. But the, the most fundamental giving of value, I believe, in a social setting is the relief of pressure, making people feel good, whether it's through huh. humor or just, you know, shooting the shit or whatever, I think that's one of the foundations right there. Yeah. You know, in a more of a professional setting, a more of a professional setting, it's all about value exchange. It's what can we do for one another. But when we're talking about the type of social circle we're kind of drilling down to here, um, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the important things. Yeah, I think that's key. And it's something that's not talked about maybe with like guys who are trying to learn social skills or pick up or anything like that, because it's maybe not the most... Um, badass or glamorous thing but it's it's highly important it's like making people feel good around you and um I, I think another thing a form of value is just being the the guy who has enthusiasm 
to get a party going or set up an event. You know, so many people are bored waiting for something cool to happen. So if you can just be the person who's like, Hey guys, let's do this. Let's go to the lake and like drink a whole bunch of beers and we'll do, and you just need a few elements and then get people involved and have people contribute people that that's bringing value too. is just being that, that leader that gets everything together. And then two, you know, maybe some guys are like, well, well, how do I know what value to give? Well, I think that another key tool, and this is a social skill, is getting to know people because everyone has like wants, needs, and desires. So part of like when you first meet someone is getting to know their wants, needs, and desires because then you know how to relate to them. That's the whole thing with seduction too with women. It's like get to know the girl. Like instead of just being a show off and being like, look how great I am or look how funny I am with banter, get to know her and she's going to tell you exactly how she wants to be seduced. Like every, like every girl and, and guy, maybe not in a friendship, but like every girl like wants to be seduced if it's in the right way. You just got to find the right way. And then as, as far as friendship goes, every guy wants to have friends that like are got his back, like the same things he likes, brings him the things that he likes too. So if you can figure that out around people, that makes you highly valuable and makes people want to be a part of your social circle and, and invite you into their social circle too. Yeah, it's definitely a cycle that feeds on itself. You know, it's there's a feedback loop there. And um, getting to know somebody is important. That's a very important concept as well. It's I, I read a book called um, The Go-Giver. Yeah. Instead of The Go-Getter, it's called The Go-Giver. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a really yeah, short a good one. Read. Yeah, it's similar to Who Moved My Cheese, right? It's one of these like 50, okay. 60 page books where you can knock it out in a day. Mm-hmm. And the underlying concept of it is being a value giver, but the twist of it as well is in order to truly be a value giver, you also have to be a value receiver because when you receive mm. value from other people, you are giving somebody the opportunity to give. So, yeah. Um, it's an, it's an interesting balance. You know um, I'm always trying to build myself into a better version of myself every single day. I want to get a little smarter, a little better, um, Mm. In, in a variety of ways. And that way, when I'm with people in social situations, I have something to offer, whether it's humor or good conversation or interesting conversation or useful information or whatever. And mm. then I also want to allow other people to open up to me as well. And then uh, you did bring up a good point, too, about the whole enthusiasm thing, because a lot of what we're talking about is not just what you're giving somebody in tangible form but it's also your state of mind, your way of being, because we know that communication is largely nonverbal emotions are contagious. So if you're in a good headspace and you're enthusiastic and you are in a good place, people are going to be drawn to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not what you say. say. It's how you say it. it. Right. So social circle Let's go deeper with this. Um, there was a point that came up and then it kind of left. Hopefully it'll come back. Um, let's say guys want to start building a social circle full of beautiful women like today. Like mm-hmm. what, what, are, what are some like baby steps that they can do to uh, start getting that going? Yeah. So baby steps, I would say, is the first thing you have to do is you have to be a person of action, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You develop a little bit of a game plan of how you're going to go about it, but you have to say to yourself like that you're going to commit to some sort of action plan. 
and you have to make action the primary focus. You got to be, you know, 80 to 90% action oriented and maybe 10 to 20% kind of game plan oriented. Mm -hmm. uh, get a decent structure, a decent game plan of how you're going to go about things, but then commit to the action part of it. Um, yeah. so the first thing you have to do is just start going out. Okay. You have mm -hmm. to say, all right. And it's, and it takes time, you know, it takes time and it's difficult to do in this day and age because we're so busy, right? We have so much going on in so many different areas of our life, but mm -hmm. you have to view it as almost like going to the gym. It's not a time consuming activity. It's a time repaying activity. So yeah. you make time to do it. You've got to get a decent game plan, you know, built out and then commit to taking action. So a couple days a week, you're going out. That's it. Your friends aren't available. I don't care. You're going out anyway. Um, I don't care if you're going to. A, and, and this comes down to each individual guy as well, right? Like what kind mm -hmm. of a circle are you looking to build? What types of women are you looking to meet? You know, not every guy wants to meet uh, and build a social circle of people that hang out at bars, for example, right? Some mm -hmm. guys are more introverted. You know, some guys are more focused on career and education and quote unquote nerdier things. Right. So mm -hmm. they've got to take this advice and apply it to their individual situation. But you've got to go to the music concert. You've got to go out to the bar. You've got to go to the party. You've got to go to the street festival. You've got to go to the the museum that's hosting some event. You've got to go to your college meetups and what what have you. You know, so you have to. Yeah first and foremost, commit to start going out because the way often will be revealed for you as you're out there. You're not going to get the perfect game plan locked in and then start taking action. You start taking action as you form your game plan and it becomes more and more clear as you go along. So yeah. say the first baby, that's the first baby steps right there. That, that's actually one of uh, my favorite points you've made. And I've actually used that immensely as a mindset uh, since, since the last time we talked, but that, uh, when you were telling me about that um, thought of not thinking of it as a time waster, but as a time investment mm -hmm. as, as what you're doing. And I think that's one of the greatest mindset shifts is like, even, cause even you can even have a bad day or it can even be rejected or, you know, or you didn't get anything out. You didn't, it doesn't seem on the surface like you got anything out of it. But if you just switch your mindset of like, well, that's another brick that I'm like building my social circle with, or that's another time investment. Now you feel like rewarded. You're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going in the right direction. I'm in alignment too with like a lot with attraction is like being in alignment with it. So if you're at least doing the steps, you know, you're one step closer. So I love that point of time investment. I'm probably going to steal that from you or quote you a lot on that. Like, I love that concept. Um, yeah. And you know, a lot of this stuff isn't even original concepts, you know, it's, yeah. we get our different concepts from all sorts of different people, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's so, that's so down to, down to earth of you, Eric. <laughs> um, it's true, man. How many guys in this scene just jack other people's material and never give any credit for it? I mean, I, it's really annoying to me when I see that. So, I mean, if I'm giving, you know, some sort of generic advice, you know, um, I usually try to point that out. I do definitely have some original concepts as well. Um, but, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's like taking martial arts, right? If you go yeah. to a martial arts dojo you're going to learn the same stuff almost at every single dojo. If they're a solid martial arts instructor, they're going to teach you your stances, your kicks, your blocks, your punches, your takedowns, different things that have to do with mindset and everything. 
And then it's the little subtle differences and the ability of the trainer that make a dojo great or make a martial arts instructor great, you know? So any, any martial arts instructor that's like, I'm teaching never before seen martial arts moves. It's like, no, you're not <laughs> like, you yeah. may have a couple tricks in your bag that are super unique. Um, but if you're not teaching 80 to 90% like fundamental shit, then you're not right. instructors. So yeah, very true. Um, another point I wanted to mention, I, it's funny, I haven't heard, uh, thought about that book in a while. But the, the book The Go Giver, that, that's a great book on that. And I like that book kind of brought out the concept, or it didn't bring it out. But in my mind, it kind of gave me that aha moment that you know, the whole point of that is the guy just goes like the mentor is teaching this guy business and they're just going about his day. Right. And they're, they're having talks with different people, a guy at a hot dog stand, a girl at a coffee shop. Um, but all those people he's making money with behind the scenes and mm -hmm. he's kind of showing like, I just go about my day, but the fact that I'm, I'm coming, coming to each interaction with the form of giving value, how can I give and maybe what is something they can give to me? Um, and, and kind of like that win-win mindset that it opens up the world to you. And, and I think you can kind of use that same mindset with building your social circle. It's like the world is this giant social circle. You know, everyone ha potentially has um, potential to be your friend and, and even get you laid, even like one degree away of some girl that could want to hook up with you or even date you, right? Depending on what your, what your intent is. Um, but you just got to, you got to talk to them, you know, you got to get to know them and see like, okay, what do they need? And instead of being like, okay, what can I get from them? You know, just come with the mindset of like, okay, how can I help them? You know, and if you vibe with them, put them into your social circle. So to use a porn metaphor, it's like the world is the internet full of porn, right? And then you have your file <laughs> of porn on your computer and you want to take the porn from the internet that you really like and put it onto your computer. So it's the same concept with social <laughs> circle is basically you just want to people collect those um, certain people that you vibe with and want to party with, right? It's like, what vibes do I want around me? And then maybe people have different skills that you, that you don't have, you know, maybe there is a connector, some guy that can get you into bars and clubs. Maybe there is, um, maybe it's a cool girl who has other hot friends, but she just moved to the city and just needs friends and wants to party. You know, can you provide a party where she can come and her friends can come as well? So it's a, definitely when you come into that, that mindset of, of giving and the value shift as well. And, and I think it's, it's challenging, especially like, I know for me, I have a huge ego that I always have to keep in check. And so it's hard because my ego is like, what can I get out of it? And I have to think about me and I have to get to the top. But it's like, dude, like the, the, that mindset is just so repelling to everything that you want. <laughs> so yeah. instead it's like, okay, what can I give? And then having the confidence of knowing that you'll, you'll get your end game outcome, whatever that is. You know, if you're, if you're patient enough and if you're putting in, like you said, that time investment, it's going to come. In the meantime, how can you, like as, as a man, maybe in your 20s or even 30s, what are the skill sets that you can build up that make you valuable to people? Like how, how do people, why do people enjoy your company too? I, I think that's a big one too, is like everyone knows what they want in a girl or I want her to have this or these looks or whatever, but it's like, what do you, like, why should someone date you or why should someone hang out with you? Like, what are you bringing to the table? And, and, and come to that level of self-awareness. And even if you see spots where you're, you're missing shit or you need to clean, clean your act up, at least you're becoming aware of it where now you're, when you, once you get rid of that negative part of you or whatever, 
now you're more attractive. You're more a person people want to be around and party with and, and give to because you've, you've changed your vibe, right? You have a better vibe about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's important to have pure intentions, I think is what it comes down to. Right. So, okay. And, and being real, you know? Yes. Um, yes. You know, cause I've gone through phases even where, Anybody that's really gone down kind of the self-help like rabbit hole has kind of experimented with different aspects of their personality, right? And mm -hmm. it does come a point where you're giving a lot of value to somebody or to a group of people in general, and you're not getting anything in return. Yeah. So there does come a point where you have to know when to cut people off. True. Um, you're allowed to have bad days. You're allowed to be imperfect. You know, that's what makes yeah. you mean as well. So. I think that people can definitely sense when you're sincere and genuine in, in giving value. Or like you said, you know, are you trying to give value with strings attached? And that, yeah, if, very if true. You, if you give value with strings attached, you may get what you want in the short term. But over the long term, you're not going to get what you want. You're going to feel bad about yourself because you've got this duplicit mindset. So I'm very big on just kind of getting really real and pure in my intentions. And that's where the greatest value pops back out to me, you know, when everything comes yeah. to alignment and it's not a perfect process, you know, we're constantly learning and evolving, but that's kind of the goal, you know? Yeah. I think people, um, you know, I, especially for me, I, I tend to be a perfectionist as well. And so I have to always keep that in check. But uh, <laughs> like, I think people think, well, once I become like, you know, one of the, one of my key phrases for conscious alpha is become the man you admire. Right. But you can kind of take that to a bad extreme of like, I got to build this perfect version of myself where everything I do is like a, is like an action star in a movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but I like what you said about being real, like people relate to people, other people with flaws as well. So if people can see that they, they actually feel more comfortable around you. Cause it's like, okay, I can let my guard down a bit. But if you have this like facade you're putting, this persona, putting that up, that that can actually repel people as well. And like you said, um, I like that point. If you're always trying to um, give to get something, those strings attached, I feel too, it's like even if you do get what you want, even with that rela relationship, you've tainted a little bit and it, it starts building resentment. And that resentment will build over time, which kind of explodes. I've definitely seen that in like relationships with women but it can happen too with men and, and your friendships as well. So yeah, I agree with that. In revealing your insecurities and your flaws and everything, you know, um, yeah, you, you know, there's, there's a right and a wrong way to go about it, I think. And again, it's not a perfect operation, but yeah, I mean, there's just some guys that just walk around like they have no weaknesses, like they have no flaws and, they're always trying to maintain this air of being like this super hard ass alpha dude. And it's like, <laughs> you know, they never, they never let their guard down. And I think that when you let your guard down in the right ways, in the right amounts, mm -hmm. um, it can actually increase your attractiveness to women and to people in general, for sure. You know? So. Yeah. I think there's a key element that we all look for and it's, it's being free, you know, being free, to, free to express yourself. Um, and, and when you're free, when you don't give a fuck and you express yourself, like you said, in the, the right ways, like 
um, showing your flaws when it's the right time and, um, you know, uh, being funny, whatever that is, however, however it is in that moment to express yourself, that gives other people the permission to do so too, which creates like a, creates that good vibe. Again, it comes back to like the vibe of, um, you know, what you want your social circle to be. And I think that's a great question if you're listening to this and, and, and thinking about building a social circle. It's like, what is the vibe that you want around you? You know, what are the type of people? And, and that's a good, good question to start to thinking about the intent of what type of social circle you want or several different types of social circles. Um, one thing I was going to ask too is how was the social circle? And since you were one of those guys that hung out with the cool kids in high school, how was the social circle back then set up? And then how has it maybe changed or stayed the same once you started learning actual like game dynamics and how to build social circles? Yeah. So I grew up in kind of a small suburban town of Chicago. Um, I don't remember what my graduating class was, maybe 400 or 500 people okay. graduating class 2001. But, um, you know, I met people that were really cool in all sorts of different social circles. You know, there's kind of this idea that like, if you're one of like, you know, the popular kids that the popular kids are all just superficial and shallow and all they care about is wearing the coolest name brand clothes and they're real clicky and they're not down to earth. And it's just like a bunch of shallow, cool people. Right. And mm -hmm. not the case. Um, there definitely were some people that were like that, but I've also met some of the best people I've ever known in my life in, in within more quote unquote popular crowds. Right. And mm -hmm. then the idea that people that are not popular or that are in different alternative type social circles, the idea that, you know, they're all the down to earth ones. And, you know, <laughs> that's not necessarily true either. Right. Like I've met some right. schools that like claim that everybody else in the world is an asshole and, um, but just, just because you're depressed doesn't mean you're real. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's just another perspective. Yeah. But I would say at, at its core, the number one thing with the, the people that I hung out with in high school was fun. That is like one of the number one things that united us. We had kind of like a group of jocks and, mm -hmm. and guys and girls that like, they didn't party very much. They were more the athletes. They were kind of afraid of getting in trouble for sports then there were the guys that hung out with them that didn't really play as many sports then, and they drank and they partied and stuff. Then there was me and my friends and, you know, we drank and partied and engaged in other shenanigans and you know, we smoked weed and, and whatnot. So there was kind of like three social circles almost within one larger social circle. But the thing that united us all is like, we all had really great senses of humor um, mm. We all wanted to have fun. We had parties. We threw parties. And the number one goal of the party was laughter and fun. I mean, yeah. we had down-to-earth moments where we had serious talks. And, you know, we had other aspects to our, our personalities and to our lives. But the thing that united us was we all loved to party and be social and do fun things, whether it was go to a concert or so-and-so's parents were out of town and it was party over here, you know. and um, that was kind of the big thing I think that united us. You had to have thick skin too. We all were sarcastic as hell, man. I think that's another uh -huh. um, common misconception is that like, you know, the popular crowd or the cool kids, they're all assholes and stuff. It's like, 
you know, to a certain degree, you had to have thick skin to hang out with me and my friends because we just relentlessly ripped on each other. And if you got bothered about it, then you weren't one of us. Like the, if you mm-hmm. ripped on you and made fun of you and it produced a laugh for everybody, you better learn to laugh at yourself and you better <laughs> learn to throw some sarcasm and jokes back at the other way because otherwise we would have eaten you alive. We just ate people like that alive and you weren't really one of us if you couldn't hang in that in that yeah. way, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. And I think that's uh, important for guys who maybe wor- weren't in popular social circles. I definitely wasn't. I was definitely in the alternative crowd, but, you know, it, it took me time to learn that. And, and I think that's key to understand it. It's like they're not trying to be dicks necessarily. It's just almost like the communication of that tribe. You know, if you're in a certain certain tribe, it's like almost like your communication separates you too. And like you said, it, it helps you filter out the guys that you wouldn't mesh with. And so you, you better learn how to communicate with them. And I think that's good for guys in general is to learn to, you know, when guys are giving you shit, learn to, you know, take it and throw it back too. Cause on a certain level, they're actually preparing you of how to flirt with women. You know, I love the story of like how Spartans used to do that with each other because it was a way of challenging each other to make you grow stronger. It wasn't to belittle you and make you feel weak, but if you felt that way, that means maybe, okay, maybe you're not a part of this tribe. So you, you got to make the choice, like whether you want to step yeah. up and be a part of that crew or not and, and bounce the fuck out. Well, and let's be clear. We, we definitely at times were assholes to people too. Not everybody. <laughs> I'm not speaking for everybody that I hung out with, but I can speak for myself and say, there were times where I was definitely a dick to people when I was younger and I was doing it just to make my friends laugh. But I think I always felt bad about it. That was the difference to me. I was never an asshole to anybody or mean to anybody and then like felt nothing, right? Like my friends, right. would laugh. I could see that I got a reaction out of that person. They looked visibly like wounded by my jokes or whatever it was, you know? And then mm-hmm. I always felt guilty and bad about it. But, um, yeah. So, they, you know, like I said, when I was younger, I was just different. You know, now I still have a sarcastic sense of humor. And if you can't handle my <laughs> jokes and stuff, you know, I don't know. I think I do a pretty good job of drawing the line. I don't rip on people and tear them down if I can tell it's really hurting them. You know, right. Um, I've definitely matured a lot. But yeah, it's here's a funny story for you, though. It just popped into my head. An example yeah. of how if you couldn't take it, you weren't one of us. I remember the <laughs> guy, anytime I gave him any shit, he had like the most infantile like responses to me. And <laughs> I remember saying to my friends one time, I was like, here, watch this. I'm going to call so-and-so like a dirty, stinky butt sniffer, right? Like uh-huh. just the, the, the most childlike, juvenile insult you could ever give somebody. Like, <laughs> if anybody ever called me like a stinky butt sniffer, I'd be like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I don't remember. Uh, so, so I said to him, I'm like, Hey, so-and-so I'm like, you're a dirty, stinky butt sniffer. I said something like that. And he was like, I am not like, he was <laughs> saying, I am not, I am not, you know, and me and my friends were just dying laughing because like, <laughs> that is not the correct response to somebody calling you a dirty, stinky butt sniffer. Like you need to laugh. You need to, what the hell are you talking about? And then you need to fire a joke back at them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anyway, a bunch of little side topics, but bottom line is, um, yeah, the different languages of different tribes, I guess, as you said, is, is something. 
Yeah, and that, that's something I wanted to ask you about because it seems like you were able to um, connect with different people in, in different uh, social groups. Uh, how, how were you able to connect with others that were maybe not um, at, in the same group as you? You know, like, well, what are some keys that guys that are like, well, I want to connect with people in different social circles, but I'm not sure how. Like, what were some of the things that you, that you did? Yeah, well, for me, Bunch of, there are many different ways to go about this, but for me, I've always been somebody who wanted to kind of develop different aspects of his personality. So, okay. um, you know, when I was younger, I was into skateboarding and snowboarding and, you know, hard rock and alternative. And then I went through kind of the whole jock, preppy, you know, popular kid phase where I wanted to wear Abercrombie clothes, <laughs> wanted to you know, listen to Dave Matthews band. And, you know, I lost touch a little bit with that alternative side. And then as I got older, I mean, I just, I have an appreciation for so many different aspects of life. I enjoy, mm. I still enjoy Dave Matthews band or, you know, some band that's like considered more like inside the box, but then I listen to like mm. crazy heavy metal. And mm. then there are times where I'm, I like things that are wholesome, right? Like I like spending time with my family and I like reading mm -hmm. books and educating myself. And like, I like living in like a happy state of mind, but then I'm also drawn to other things that are just darker, I guess, like heavy metal, mm -hmm. or crazy documentaries, or, um, you know, just more alternative aspects of life if you will so for me right i have just always been somebody that kind of fits in everywhere and nowhere and it's not because i'm a chameleon and it's not because i shape like shape shift or change my personality <laughs> i just i genuinely have those different things right like i like dressing nice and dressing clean and going mm -hmm. to like a nice club or bar where it's more trendy but then i like mm -hmm. putting on my hoodie and jeans and a beanie and letting my beard get all scraggly and going to a heavy metal bar and listen mm -hmm. to some grungy band, you know, where it's just like, you know, some some scenester hipster area of Chicago or something. So for me, it's always been easy to make friends in a variety mm -hmm. of different settings because I just I get along with a lot of different people and I have those yeah. aspects to myself. But for somebody who's like more preppy, right? They're more inside mm -hmm. the box, you know, it's a little more challenging than to go make friends with people that are more alternative and stuff because what do you have in common then? You can be friends with those people, but you know, they're not going to be maybe your mainstay, you know? Right. I think that's a, that's a key point. And it's also for like the audience, it's to kind of explore, you know, you're going to, you're going to grow as a person and uh, grow your, there's different facets to you. You know, maybe there's like the, like you said, there's a group where there's a side to you. There's a few sides to you that really resonate, but then maybe you want to go explore other sides to you as well. That, that is a good um, motivation to develop uh, another social circle, even with hobbies. So maybe you do like working out at the gym and, and getting buff and whatnot. Um, that's cool to have gym buddies, you know, and then maybe you want to uh, do yoga. Well, then it's cool to even like join a yoga course and uh, go do that. And I think that's too, is where you can kind of see where you want to go, like see what, uh, and, and that's a key point too, is, focusing as you're building social circles, focusing on what interests you enjoy um, and kind of maybe surround it with a hobby or something like that. 
And like, and like I said before, it's like the working out. If you enjoy working out, then go there. There's already gyms everywhere. You know, there's people you can find. So go join that tribe and then become friends with people that you can do that with. And then same thing like a yoga or even maybe learning music or something. Go to where there's classes, right? Take a class or see where there's already groups of people there. Um, and then you can also – and then you can cherry pick people from those groups that you get along with to form your own social circle. And that, that's where it's great where, and we'll probably get to that. That'll be the next point is throwing parties and bringing um, your social circle together. I feel like there was another point I was going to say. Um, yeah, I wanted to say, too, maybe it comes to you, I'll, I'm going to say this as well as, you know, this also manifests in the women that I date as well, right? Some of the women okay. that I date are more mainstream. They're professionals, right? I've dated doctors yeah. and lawyers and teachers and uh, people that have more, mainstream professions and they have a more mm -hmm. polished classic look to them but then i've mm -hmm. dated girls that are all tatted up right they've got tattoos and they listen to heavy metal like me and they're just a little bit more alternative and my mm -hmm. favorite my favorite type of girl and probably because this is kind of how i am as well is the the one of a kinds you know and mm. we're all unique in our own way but i think it's safe to say that some people are a little bit more like broken out of the mold kind of, they don't fit neatly into any category. Like sometimes, right. you know, you can peg somebody, right? Like when you're in a social setting, like that person is like the clubby guy or there's the professional guy or there's the scenester or hipster guy, right? I'm kind of all about like just taking all the best elements of the different social circles that I like and just kind of mashing it together. It's just, yeah. I enjoy myself the most. And then I feel like I attract the coolest girls that way too. Like the women that I date are unique and oftentimes they have different blends of that as well. She might tip a little more to the mainstream or alternative side of the spectrum, but um, I can't be with somebody who's just like too far on one side or the other. I don't think I could be with a girl that's so mainstream, you know, that, she doesn't have anything kind of unique about her. And I don't know if I can right. have somebody who's so artsy fartsy, ultra, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. So, yeah, I feel you. There sounds like there needs to be like a level of like open-mindedness mm -hmm. in, in the relationships, whether, where the, whatever they are on the surface. Um, so yeah, the writing down a couple points here, so I don't forget, but, uh, yeah, I think when it goes back to, because you were talking about um, connecting with people from different social circles, one uh, key to help if you're diving into other social circles and maybe you are a prep and you are going into like maybe the hard rock scene is when you're talking to people, just take a interest in other people's interests, right? Put the spotlight on them. And this is, this is the classic thing I tell guys to do, especially with talking to women too. It's like, put the spotlight on them and find out what their interests are. Like one of my favorite questions that I have me or my students talk about is what are your passions, right? Find out three passions from people because whatever that, whatever people are passionate about that elicits a strong emotional response. And that will kind of give you um, an understanding of that person and what drives that person. You know, what, what, what does that person get excited about? Um, so I think when you're going into new social circles is just finding that out. What, what is interesting to the, to the people you're talking to and uh, what are they passionate about? And that will kind of give you some inkling of how to um, bring value to them. And maybe it's not on your first try. Maybe like the first time you meet them, like at a class or at some group or some networking event or whatever, some party, some bar, 
and you just kind of find out what their interests are, but you get their contact info and you're like, yeah, let's hang out again. And then between that time, you're like, oh, they like this. Maybe we can link up and do this thing. And that's what they like. Or I've been interested in, in learning guitar. Maybe they can teach me. Right. And so that's how you start building those those relationships with people based on their own interests and will help you to go explore, you know, the different sides of yourself, too, because we're always growing. So I think I think it's inevitable that we always pick up new hobbies or new interests or want to do something new to expand. Um, you know, I, just a side note, I was watching a Jordan Peterson video and he was talking about that because one of the taglines is, you know, that I use for guys is like, are you ready to lean into your edge yet or live dangerously? And he was saying like on a physical, like a physiological level, like your DNA, you actually have to go have adventures and go explore to activate parts of your DNA. Like you have like all this genetic code that's waiting for you to become a champion, but like you need to actually go use it, like put yourself in situations so it will activate which is kind of cool and kind of makes sense. It's like, sounds like what evolution does as well is like, you have to put yourself in new scenarios to grow. Right. Otherwise there is no growth. You're just in a, in a comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And this comes back kind of to your earlier point about, you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and being the, the action star of your own movie, as you said. Yeah. And, um, I, I think it's good. I think every guy needs to figure out where he is on the spectrum, right? I think that you're, I think there's value to leaning into your edge, but also maintaining your sanity, right? Because <laughs> true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there have definitely been phases where I was into, you know, reading a bunch about self-improvement and dating and, you know, all of this. Right. And you almost get like high on it. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's seducing like information and, you can drive yourself a little crazy because like, I followed all this stuff so lockstep, right? I found this stuff at 22 years of age. I was 22 mm -hmm. years old when I found this. So when I read advice, I just followed it without questioning it. And yeah. so when I read like, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, for example, you know, I took that seriously. And then it wasn't until several years ago that I finally said like, have I taken this whole idea of being uncomfortable or being comfortable, being uncomfortable a little too far? Am I driving myself mm. nuts? Do I need to allow myself to relax a little bit? Right. I think part yeah. of the all-rounded person is allowing yourself to just be and just yeah. uh, take a time out. So I definitely agree with leaning into your edge. I think there are a lot of guys that are not leaning into it hard enough. Um, mm. Especially when it comes to their social life, especially when it comes to meeting women you know, it is still largely on men to take the initiative, you know. Yes. You can complain all day long about guys being uncalibrated and saying stupid shit, but the bottom line, <laughs> we're the ones that have to sack up and say the stupid shit, you know. Yeah. We don't want to offend you. We don't want to say the wrong thing, but, you know, there's very little guidance out there on how to do it, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's that's why the dating community and everything has become so powerful in the last decade because it's finally giving guys – um, some resources for that. Now, there's definitely different quality of, you know, information coming out of different people, right? Some of it's really mm -hmm. good advice. Some of it's a little shady or, you know, manipulative or whatever, but it's at least something, you know? Mm -hmm. So guys definitely have to um, activate that DNA. As you said, you know, you've got to you got to train yourself to take action and do these uncomfortable things um, it's, it's definitely necessary, but you know, then there are the guys that I think need to take just a little step back, you know, because they're yeah. driving themselves crazy with it. 
it's almost like that becomes a new edge. And I, I almost feel like developing softer qualities in a way. I know that sounds super uh, girly to a lot of guys are like, I just came here to get laid, but, um, or get, get advice to get laid. But like, that is your new edge. So like, maybe if you're the guy who is always doing crazy shit or shenanigans and, um, always trying to, you know, do the cold approach or whatnot, maybe relaxing and chilling out is your new edge because maybe that's hard for you. I know for me, like, especially I was talking to my buddy who's like an entrepreneur as well, you know, like you get, you get that, um, like the hustle mentality kind of grounded into you're like, okay, hustle. And right. Like at the beginning, you're a lazy sack of shit. So you have to develop that. But once you develop that, then you have to learn how to relax because if you don't learn how to relax, you don't get those breakthrough moments and you just stress yourself out. So like, yeah, I totally agree with you. And those are your new edges too. And I realized that even with myself, like, you know, leaning to my edge is sometimes learning to relax or, you know, building social circles rather than doing cold approach, you know, for guys that are just getting into this cold approach is great. Like go spend two years and go hard at it. But then Mm -hmm. once you kind of learn the basic skill sets that you need and you've gotten some experience under your belt, you know, look into building social circles because that for me, I, I feel like it has a better ROI, even though it takes longer, it's fine. I'm not trying to prove anything. I just want to have an enjoyable social life. You know, I just want to have fun. Like, I like how you said too, it's like the main key is having fun. So like, how are you going to have fun? Once you know how to bring value to people and have some social skills, what can you build? What can you create? That's going to last for a while and and bring you and the people in it fun. Yeah. You will drive yourself crazy. If you, if you focus too much on the objectives of all this, right. You read some guidebook on how to meet women and then you go out and it's this giant mission. And especially for guys that have gotten really deeply into it, like myself, you know, it's difficult Mm -hmm. sometimes to turn it off. Sometimes when I'm out, you know, and I'm hanging out, like I need to just chill and relax and enjoy myself because there's this nagging voice that creeps up in my head. That's like, you should be approaching, you know, you're attracted to the other side of the bar. Like, what are you doing? You know? So you have to, um, you have to find what works for you. I would definitely say, though, that you should probably err on the side of being a little bit more aggressive when it comes to just life and taking action in general, right? Like finding that edge of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and being comfortable. Maybe I'm biased in saying this because I've always been somebody that's been very aggressive and tenacious in life. Um, mm-hmm. I just have. You may not see that by my social media presence, but you know that's something that's more behind the scenes. But you know, from the time I was a young kid, I was working, I was working in a pizza kitchen before I was even allowed to, I was 14. Mm -hmm. You have to be 15 with a worker's permit. I was 14, no worker's permit, nothing working in a pizza kitchen. Um, So I've always been a hard worker. I've always been tenacious. I've always been aggressive. Would I rather be a little bit more on the aggressive side and leaning into my edge and putting myself in new experiences and activating that DNA as you talked about, or would I rather be a little more complacent I'd rather tilt a little bit more to the aggressive side of the spectrum. Um, but um, yeah, I feel like I was tying that into a bigger point. I went off on a few tangents there, but you know, the, the bottom line is, you know, it depends on the woman as well. And I think in general though, women are attracted to guys that are kind of going for it a little bit more. It's a little bit yes. more of a survival adaptation, if you will, the guy that's mm-hmm. complacent, that's just kind of flowing through life. You know, there are women that will be attracted to him. There will be women that will accept their guy as a little bit more on the relaxed side. But in general, they'd rather be with the guy that's a little more tenacious and ambitious, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think as a guy, you can kind of think of it strategically too, where you you want to be that guy that can lean into his edge and build something, right? And so, and I think that's where it kind of segues into social circle. We'll kind of get into that how it actually makes it um, meeting and hooking up with hot girls a lot easier. Is you want to work on that? You want to develop yourself, but like you said, like you get older too. Like I noticed that too, turning 30 and I know you're turning 37. It's like you, you gained, I feel like every year you gain a little bit more wisdom, but you lose some energy. So it's like a trade, right? So it's like when, as you're younger, while you have the energy, you know, go use it, but eventually you, you want to invest in something, right? It's like business or whatever. And so the social circle, like getting good at building social circles allows you to have like a social investment where you can go hard but then you can relax and be that pre-selected guy because now you're surrounded with hot girls and cool guys and a network of people that will introduce you to women. So you don't always have to go out and cold approach to meet women, get laid or, or date people. Now your social circle does the heavy lifting for you. So you can kind of plan that out with your, if you're on this journey of, of self-actualizing yourself and using um, game and success with women to do that is to be a little bit more strategic about it. Um, so the next point I want to get to is, uh, with social circles is creating parties and events. And I found this and I've been trying to teach guys this, uh, more recently, uh, with especially guys who have been, been in the pickup scene for a while, but they still really haven't gotten the results they've, they've wanted and they're kind of stuck. And <clears throat> there's even guys I've talked to that, um, you know, they want that like hot girl, that Victoria's Secret model girl. And I'm just like, well, have you ever dated or hooked up with a girl of that caliber? And they're like, no, but I want to get her within the next 12 months. And I'm like, well, dude, you got to get comfortable being around those girls before you even try to like hook up with them. And so the way, if, if this is your goal, let's say you're a guy listening and you're, in a, you're just getting into success with women and you're like, how do I hook up with the hottest girls? I, I feel and I, I know that, um, and maybe Eric, you can share your experience as well that social circles is a very easy way and setting up parties too is a very easy way because a lot of guys, they kind of go up and they'll see a hot girl and then they get that guilt, right? I should approach. I need to go talk to her. I need to pull her today, right? To prove myself on the forum. <laughs> so instead the, the mindset I teach guys to take is like, if you see a hot girl, go up and talk to her. Right. But come from the, come from the headspace of, oh, this girl's hot. I want to see if she's cool so I can invite her to my party, right? Instead of like figuring out like how can I get laid right fucking now or how do I hook up with her, just like cut, cut the seduction experience to like just stage one. I'm going to go up and talk to her and see if this girl's cool. If she's cool, I'm going to put her in my funnel of hot girls to invite her to a party, right? And that I think takes a lot of pressure off because a lot of guys go up to hot girls and they're all nervous and they're acting weird because they're trying to, they're coming up with this intent of like trying to prove something or trying to get something out of her. Where if you go up and you're just more relaxed and you're getting to know her, she's going to feel comfortable around you. And then if you're like, Hey, you seem cool. Like I'm having a party this week while my buddies and you know, friends, and there's going to be girls there and we're going to go do this. You should come. She's more likely going to, reciprocate and say, yeah, like if she's into you, she's going to, if she, if there's attraction there, you know, if you built the attraction, she's going to say yes. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off guys that want those hot girls, but get massive social anxiety around them and don't know how to be around them. Make some, make some friends that are hot girls first, because that will kind of help you understand the psychology of girls. Like I love hanging around hot girls. Like 
half the time, the reason why I do it is I'm just reverse engineering what they're doing socially. Cause they're, they're such, they, they do things naturally, right? They're not studying the shit <laughs> most of the time. So it's cool seeing how they react and how they seduce people or how they attract people to them. Right. And then reverse engineering that. So if you can become friends with hot girls and kind of understand their psychology, it's going to be way easier for you to hook up and date them. What do you think, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. You bring up a bunch of good points there. Um, so the first part of what you were saying, you know, I definitely think that having a cool party or having something to do takes the pressure off, you know, so you're not trying to accomplish something right then and there. It takes discipline though, too, right? It takes discipline right. and to see the long-term benefit of that. A lot of guys are really insecure though, too, about, you know, meeting women and then throwing them into a social circle because they're like, Oh, well, my, my good looking buddy, Johnny is going to get her. You know, <laughs> right. right? Um, but that does happen, you know, Yeah. But that, that is a huge part of, of what I do as well. When I'm really being active about my social circle is bringing a lot of people together and just throwing everybody in the mix and then letting the girls gravitate to me, you know, and playing yes. a more indirect type of game. Um, for sure. It's more enjoyable, but it takes discipline. It takes confidence. Um, you've got to have good people that you hang out with, you know, but, there, there's so much that goes into this, man. I could go off in a million different directions on all this, but uh, to your point too, about hanging out with hotter girls and kind of backwards engineering what they're doing. Um, I do agree with that as well. There is value to being able to just make friends with women, you know, and be around them and understand them. And what's funny is sometimes when you do that, you inadvertently attract them to you, right? You're yes. like, oh, I'm just going to be friends with this girl. And then she winds up becoming attracted to you. Because why is this guy not interested in me? Every guy. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and then as far as really building an entourage, right? Like you're talking about how that one guy was talking about wanting to meet like the hottest of the hot girls, right? Yes. So yeah. That's really talking. That's really getting into like building an entourage, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're talking about the same type of women that I'm picturing, you know, I personally, I like down to earth girls, the good girl next door kind of, she's maybe not like the supermodel. She's not hanging out in the club all the time, like fully decked out. She's more the girl that's like, you know, I can take her to meet my family and my friends and we can do more chill stuff together. But I definitely have friends that are more on that baller side of the spectrum, right? Like they've got mm -hmm. money, they're always doing crazy trips, throwing crazy parties. And it, it is crazy that the types of women that are drawn to that. There are even some other dating coaches that I've partnered up with. And when I meet up with these guys, some of them have really good connections, right? Like they know where the party's at. They can get us into the VIP sections of clubs. And, you know, when you're rolling with that kind of social momentum and that status, right, that's kind of like playing like social status game almost we're getting even beyond right. the social circle and more like social status um that that is powerful it, it attracts a certain type of girl um yeah i'm thinking back to when i was in uh uh spain and we had a really good vip section set up man i could just walk into the bar start up a conversation with a group of girls and just say want to come meet my friends in vip you know mm -hmm. and then yeah and just like yeah you know so I would go in, I'd grab two, three, four girls at a time, just roll them into the VIP section. And before you know it, we had 12 to 15 women in the VIP section, all because of the work that I put in and going to talk to them 
And then yeah. I just came back in and the girls like, they came to me, right? They were all like, why did he just roll us in here and then leave, you know? And now all yeah. of a sudden I had them kind of competing back in my direction. Um, yeah, I think that's key. There's, there's one point I wanna bring up and then I wanna ask you about us uh, building social status. Um, the one point I was thinking about is like when you're going out too, and even if you go out with guys is helping your social circle, even if it's girls too, um, if you have wing women, but helping the other people in your social circle get laid, right? If you have a few wingmen that you party with or a couple girls, you know, even help the girl find uh, and kind of, I know I'm jumping around, so the caffeine kicking in, <laughs> but uh, one, uh, when you, help the girl, right, to like, oh, we'll find your ideal type, right? Immediately, like you said before, she'd be like, well, why isn't this guy like me? So not only do you have, you put her in your friend zone, which I think is key for guys. It's like when you put start putting hot girls in your friend zone, right? And you'll see what I like about that is you'll have that attraction generated at you. The girls will give you the eyes, right? And you can see the attraction, but you're not going after it. You're like saving it. You're like saving it for a rainy day. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so then she's going to, if you're helping her meet her ideal guy, she's going to reciprocate that as well. So it's using like, you know, if you've read the book Influence, Reciprocity. So you're using reciprocity, helping everyone else, giving the value, and then they're going to generate it back to you. Um, let's, let's jump onto the point of building social status because you talked about guys that like had the right connections and um, how, how do guys go about building their own social status and, and connecting with people bringing value to people that maybe have it so that they can all benefit together. Yeah. Well, I do. I think it depends first of all, how badly a guy wants, right? So okay. it, I, I think of it almost like money, right? Like okay. some people are like, I'm going to get rich and I don't care what I have to do to get it. I will eat dirt to get rich. Right? <laughs> like, I yeah. would, I wouldn't eat dirt if you put a gun to my head. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I want to be successful I think by many people's standards, you know, in several areas of my life, I have achieved a, a certain level of success. But I mean, I'm 36, uh, 37-year-old man, you know, so I'm just getting the ball rolling to, to, to talk like I have arrived or anything like that. That's just not how I roll. I'm always looking for the next level. I don't like to identify self, myself as a master or a guru or whatever. But I view that kind of the same way, right? Like you can achieve very high levels of social status if you want it. There's a recipe for it. You know what I mean? Um, I've never looked at fame or celebrities. You know, I've never looked at them as cut from a different mold than me. I really just mm -hmm. believe that there's a recipe out there for anything you want. And that includes becoming someone of high social status, you know. But to become somebody of high social status, you have to bring another level of value, right? Just being mm. a social person and being enthusiastic is not the same as having a fucking yacht you know what i mean it's, <laughs> yeah it's just not right so there's definitely an element of money and success and fame and whatnot that has to go into that as well and and, and it you know the more you can master so like for me for example i have access to very well-known dating coaches and pickup artists and celebrities and stuff that you know, if I really wanted to harness that connection, I could do it, right? I just mm -hmm. don't know if I want it. The limelight is really right there. All I have to do is kind of step into it. I've got the connections. I've been coaching now for 10 years. I've had my business for six years. 
I've been coaching for four years with some very well-known guys in the scene. Um, but there's, there's a price that comes with that as well. There's a certain amount of sacrificing and giving up elements of yourself that you have to do similar to making money. This idea that you can just make money, um, without sacrificing anything I think is flawed. So <laughs> I guess this is a long way of saying my first piece of advice is how bad do you really want it? And what are you going to have to give up to get it? You know? So I personally yeah. am a very process oriented person as opposed to a results oriented person. I shouldn't say that I'm results oriented and I'm process oriented. I'm both right. I mm -hmm. want to get results, but I also really want to enjoy my life and I want to enjoy the process of it. I want to have time for myself. I want to be happy. I want to have fun. I want to have sincere connections with people. Right? So the goal mm -hmm. for me is not just network with as many people as I can and give all this value and become super high status. So I can <laughs> hot chicks just flooding to me you know what i mean right um I, I think that there there is an element of my personality that is drawn to that i think that's just kind of built into our nature as humans to want to conquer and strive and achieve right and um mm -hmm. but there's there's in my opinion a more balanced way of going about it that's just a little bit better Right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely resonate with that. And I feel like I'm very similar. Like, those are all definitely things I'm interested in. But at the same time, too, like you said, it, there has to be like fun and enjoyment with it as well. Because I mean, you can, what's, what's the worst thing in the world is getting what you want and still feeling a lack of fulfillment, right? And, and I think I kind of, I felt that <laughs> I've gone through that definitely in the game, too, where I've hit different milestones of like done things I never thought possible with like hooking up with girls or having a threesome or hooking it with two girls in a day or just crazy stuff. I'm like, well, this is crazy. I'm doing it. And then it's almost like eating McDonald's where you, you get this high off of it. And then you get like this crash where you're like, fuck now what? Right. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a horrible feeling as well. So it's like, you gotta, and every guy's different. So you got to find out what motivates you and, and what do you, what do you get excited about? I feel like whatever you get, a, whatever you get passionate about, is a good road to follow because, and, and maintain that passion too, not just for a minute. Cause it's easy to watch a whole bunch of <clears throat> motivational videos on YouTube, get some passion or get some motivation, do a little bit of action and then crash. But what's going to keep you for the long haul. And I think I like how, what you said too, about the process oriented. I, I've been huge on that too, with um, especially this year. Um, Cause I think there's, it's like my quote now or like one of my mottos now is like um, you can get whatever you want. You can have whatever you want, but instead of thinking about like the thing, think about what are the responsibilities you got to take on to have that thing. Even with having maybe like, it's again, like a lot of guys are like, well, I want a Victoria's secret model girl. Cool. You can have that De definitely achievable, but like, what are the responsibilities? You, you do know, like if you take her into a club, a lot of other guys are going to hit on her. Are you going to be okay with that? Like, are you going to be able to handle yourself and, and not get insecure? Um, you know, if you have a girl that's maybe a little bit more high status than you or whatever, you know, are you going to be able to set the right boundaries, right? I think boundaries is a huge key too, as we've been talking, is very important. It's, it's figuring out what your boundaries are, you know, just as a man in general. And that that will help you with building your social social circles because, usually we don't set boundaries till later and it's much harder to make someone change their habits or behaviors later in relationships. It's better when you go from the start and be like, all right, th 
this is what I'll accept. This is what I won't accept. So then when people bring that behavior, you can either cut it off or, or bring it up, talk about it, be like, Hey, this is something that bothers me. It's something I, I really hold valuable. Um, you know, we got to figure this out. Well, and that's, that's uh, why it's very important too, to be vigilant of the precedent that you're setting. You know, if you meet mm-hmm. a girl, you're out with your high status friends, for example, let's say you've achieved, you know, a certain level of whatever, you know, you, you have your high status group that you've gone out with and you're doing all this fun partying and all this stuff and you meet a woman through that, you know, and then all of a sudden you want to like just hang out and watch TV with her and chill, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to be drawn back out to that lifestyle if that's where she was. It's not to say that every woman that you meet in that type of situation is like that, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, some women, you do have to keep up a certain level of that lifestyle in order to keep them around, you know? I right. like women that are a little bit more like, this is why like attracts like too, right? They say opposites, uh-huh. attract. opposites attract in certain ways, you know, but in certain ways, we tend to want to be around people that are like us, you know, um, right. I like going out and doing fun things. I like going on nice vacations. I'm not afraid to drop a little coin on a nice dinner, go to the mm-hmm. party, go to the concert, do this and that. Right. But I don't want to be doing it constantly. I also like to have time for myself. I like to watch movies and read books and spend time, time with my family and do mm-hmm. stuff that's more um, low key. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be with that Victoria's Secret supermodel, like you said, you know, does she is she a down to earth Victoria's Secret model? Because there are there are girls out there that are models and that are down <laughs> to watch Netflix and chill out with you. But yeah. some of them want to go to, you know, swanky parties and they want to, you know, mingle and they want to meet celebrities and they, they're they're playing a different game. They're going for, you know, different things. Their goals are different. You know, so mm-hmm. it depends on every guy. You know, every guy is different what he's looking for. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that kind of goes back to, you know, inner work, even before you start building your social circle is figuring out what your core values are. You know, what is something that you um, hold to be important, you know, as far as attributes with people. And I think that's, you know, even your mentality, how you say, like, I have connections with celebrities and high level dating coaches and, and, and stuff like that it's you also have a kind of a blase or nonchalant attitude about it too right and so that makes you comfortable for those people that know you to be around you because you're not trying to get anything from them and I think that's important for guys to be aware of you know is is um developing that if you want to go into those waters as well is not trying to get something or be so enticed by the lights or that lifestyle but again, be someone who takes interest in those people and what they're interested in. And that's mm-hmm. going to, that's going to help move you in those waters because, um, pe- people, everyone, wh- what's everyone's favorite subject to talk about themselves. So if you can figure out what people like to talk about and what they, what they find interesting about themselves or, you know, even high level people have other hobbies and interests they're trying to go into to expand themselves. So if you can find that interest with people, and even find a way for them, an outlet for them, you know, maybe you find a high level person and they're, they're just getting into meditation or yoga or something like that. If you can help (laughs) provide something for that, that's going to, that's going to make them remember you as well. Yeah. And honestly, it's just been kind of the natural progression for me. You know, I got, like I said, I got into this stuff at 22 years, at 22 years old, that was the first time 
that I read a book and I saw YouTube videos and I, and I realized that I could actually take a proactive approach to improving my dating life. Right. Mm. Before that, it was always just like something that I just kind of clicked on in my head. You know, I focused on it, but I did it more subconsciously. I had friends that I went out with. We tried to meet girls. We did this and that. I had my quote unquote natural like upbringing right at 22 years old that was what began my synthetic like training if you will right that's when i realized i could i could learn this stuff and proactively apply different concepts and i did the work you know i didn't start coaching until four or five years after i found this stuff when i was about 26 27 because mm-hmm. i could tell there were a lot of guys out there that found this they read a book or two and then six months later, they're on a stage talking about how they've transformed their dating life and <laughs> the art of meeting women, right? I, yeah. did, I did not want to be that guy. And I always wanted to put my journey first as well, right? Like, I definitely care about being a coach. When somebody pays me their hard-earned money to help them set up an online profile, to help them with this or that, right? They mm-hmm. definitely get all of me, okay? But mm-hmm. I always first and foremost, made sure that I was the real deal. And I was actually doing what I was, uh, you know, proposing that my students do. So I spent a lot of time working on this stuff, going out, applying it. Then I started coaching. um, And it's just been kind of a natural snowball effect to the point where now I'm, I am meeting these other coaches and coaching Uh them side by side, putting on boot camps and seminars with them and doing all sorts of stuff. And, Uh It is kind of a nonchalant thing because I do belong here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I was going to ask, do you teach your students how to develop their own social circle? Yeah, I absolutely do. So social circle is a huge thing that I focus on with guys. I also focus really heavily on online dating as well mm-hmm. because of some of the recent affiliations that I've had in the last three to four years, some guys think that I'm just about cold approach and about going to bars and clubs and approaching. But um, I still um, have kind of more of a foundation of self-improvement, lifestyle, social circle, um, Mm. because that's the best way to do it. I mean, even as we're talking about the social circle, um, you know, feeding on itself, right? The, The social circle will help you even with cold approach. Like if you right. go to a bar or club and you've got a bunch of cool people with you and women and everything, you can go cold approach in that bar too. You don't have to just focus on your social circle. And now when you approach a woman after she's observed you for 20, 30 minutes with all your cool friends and you're chatting, you're doing this and that, I mean, you are coming in with a higher level of pre-selection and social proof and some of these other concepts that we've touched on. So yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think that social circle and some of these higher level concepts and lifestyle stuff, I want to I teach guys what's sustainable, right? If a guy really just wants to learn cold approach, he just wants to know how to go out and hook up with a girl, fine, right? My only caveat to that is I always teach guys to do stuff with respect and integrity. I don't teach manipulation. I teach influence, persuasion. I don't mm-hmm. teach manipulation, but if a guy really wants that, that's all he cares about. Um, then fine. Right. But what I typically try to do is get a guy to see the bigger picture and understand that if he goes about this in a more sustainable way, he's going to enjoy it more. He's going to feel better about himself. He's going to get better results in the long term. Um, And and it's uh, it's a more sustainable, better holistic approach to this. 
Yeah, it's one thing I was thinking about when you were saying go, going out with your social circle is because uh, when <clears throat> that's like a move you can do once you build a social circle is you go out, you go out as a squad or whatever, and you, then you bring more people into your social circle that you can invite to your parties later, right? And then you have a ton of social proof with you. And it's very hard for a girl to reject you when you have another hot girl that's your friend or a girl that you've hooked up with in your social circle there next to you listening to your conversation. It makes the other girl almost feel bad if she tries to reject you in some way because there's another hot girl there judging her. So mm. I love it. it's a it's a fun dynamic to be in. Um, what are some of the uh, sticking points or problems that like a student comes to you and you're like, okay, you need to build a social circle. What are some of the things that you notice that get in their way at the beginning? Um, yeah. So I would say there's two, two things that kind of can hold a guy back. I think that they've got to understand about meeting women through their social circle, right? You can't go too hard, right? Like you have to kind yeah. of preserve your social value to a certain extent. My next piece of advice is a little contradictory, but let me focus on this part first. So, you know, a lot of this dating tactics and flirting tactics and all the stuff that guys learn, it has to be dialed down in a social circle situation. You definitely have to be more indirect as a general rule of thumb. When I meet people and I'm going out and I'm meeting friends of friends and all that, in general, I want to kind of indirectly get a woman to pay attention to me before I start showing too much interest in her. I want her to get to observe me talking to people. I want her, I want to almost kind of out of my peripherals be able to see her checking me out. I want to get signs of interest from her. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely I make my way to talking to her and showing her more interest, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything too abrupt or too egregious. It's kind of like going to rupture my social <laughs> if you will, right? Yeah. So some guys get they get too ingrained in game and all this stuff. They just, they, they show too much interest too soon in the woman. And first of all, the woman's going to lose attraction that way. Um, and number two, you definitely don't want to cross the line to the point where you kind of wreck the friendships that you've developed. You know, now you're the weird guy that's hitting on all the girls in the social circle and they all feel uncomfortable around you and you're bringing the value and the vibe down of, of the group. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum is guys that hold back too much, right? You're either going too hard or you're not going hard enough, right? So some guys are so deathly afraid of wrecking their social circle or ruining their reputation or being rejected, being embarrassed, being judged, that they never show any interest in the girl. These are the guys that spend years being interested in some girl and never telling her, never letting her friends know, never making any moves whatsoever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see this all the time with guys where I'm, I'm in a group situation and I can tell that there's a guy that has a crush on whatever girl I can usually tell that sometimes I can't, sometimes they're very sneaky about it, but sometimes I can just tell that guy wants that girl and he's been friends with her for a long ass time. And it's never the right time. He's just, for whatever reason, he's talking himself out of it. Um, he's nervous. He's afraid. He doesn't want to get rejected. So he's just trying to like wear her down over time or something like that. You know, mm. um, he looks cool. He's dressed cool. He acts like he's in the know. He's got his drink. He's, you know, he's in the scene, but he's not taking any action. 
You know, mm -hmm. um, people are forgiving. You're allowed to flirt with girls that you're interested in. You're allowed to show them interest. You know, mm -hmm. you, you don't want to be too far on either side of the spectrum. So usually when I work with a guy, I try to figure out, is this guy going too hard? Is he messing up situations because he's that guy, right? He's like the creepy mm -hmm. guy or is he the guy that's just the wallflower? Like he's not even on anybody's radar. He's so afraid of making social waves. He's so afraid of creating reactions in other people that he's just constantly hanging out in the, in the backdrop, you know? Right. Um, so I've always, again, I've probably erred more on the side of being aggressive. I mean, it depends. There've been times where I was holding back as well, but you know, when I was at parties and I was, you know, whooping it up and stuff when I was younger, I wasn't afraid to try to hook up with a girl. I wasn't afraid to try to pass out next to a girl and get frisky <laughs> with her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if she yeah. rejected me, whatever, you know what I mean? Like she'd tell her friends about it the next day. And then the next weekend I was trying the same thing with one of her other friends, you know, or yeah. one of her friends was like, Oh, okay. You're not going to take up Eric on it. Well, I'm going to go after him now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Long way of saying, you've got to be vigilant of the vibe of the social group that you're with and not be too abrasive, but don't be so afraid that you never take any chances. Cause then you're just the guy that's hanging out with all the cool people and you're not getting any girls because you're more concerned about your status and you don't want to get embarrassed and rejected. You know, it's like yeah. approach anxiety, but within a social circle, it's the same thing as, fearing the approach at a bar or a daytime approach. Oh, I can't go talk to that girl. I'm nervous. It's the same thing. It's just within a social circle. Yeah, know? no, I, I totally agree. And I, I've had guys come to me. I had uh, this one guy and he was in a very elite high status um, social, like social circles. And uh, he even said, he's like, I have a lot of friends that are hot girls. He's like, I just don't know what to do with them. And I think that a lot of guys have that problem, you know, on paper or, you know, on Instagram, they look like they're, they're balling out, but they actually don't know what to do because again, they're stuck in another circle of like, of anxiety. Well, what if I fuck it up? So like, if you're in that scenario or if you're just learning social circle, you have to give yourself room to make mistakes, you know? And, and I think too, it is just, you know, baby stepping it, like just trying something out, you know, like you said, what the cool thing about social circles is the guys and girls in that social circle, even if, and I noticed this too, if like the girls are all girlfriend up or boyfriend up or whatnot, um, is you're allowed to flirt with each other. So just get good at flirting. Right. Um, and, and that will get you comfortable with, with that vibe of, of just like, I, I view it as like throwing, <clears throat> throwing seeds out or, or just seeing like throwing out opportunities and seeing who bites at it. Right. And, and girls are doing that as well. Girls are flirting with you to see who bites at it. Um, that leads me to the next thing. Okay. You're in a social circle. You've flirted with some girls. You can tell there's some attraction there. How do you escalate in that scenario? Yeah. Um, so again, I'm a favor of like taking, taking my time kind of right. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in general, I think the more of a connection that you can build with somebody and the more the natural forces of attraction can take hold, the better, right? So some guys have the mentality of like, every time a window opens, I'm jumping through that window. You know? <laughs> They're like, be like Bruce Lee, like be like water, right? You've, we've all heard mm -hmm. Bruce Lee, see, you know, be like water, right? So they're mm -hmm. almost like flowing into every crack and everything. <laughs> the girls just feel smothered by it, you know? Um, 
I like more of a natural buildup. I like when things take time, you know. So if I'm getting signs of interest from a girl, I'm going to start a regular conversation with her. I'm going to comment on what's going on at the party or wherever we're at. I'm not going to be showing a lot of interest in her. I'm not going to be telling her that I'm interested right off the bat. I want there to be just kind of this assumed underlying attraction kind of brewing between mm-hmm. them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then just, you know, milk that as long as you can. I mean, different waypoints will reveal themselves as you go along. Some take a long time to develop. Some take quick, uh, develop more quickly. I'm not saying that if I meet a girl and it's not on like from the get go that I won't escalate things fast. If she's feeling it and I'm feeling it and it feels very natural, things can happen really fast. But yeah, in general, um, it in general it takes a little bit more time, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna build my connection with her. I'm gonna bring the the pot of water to a boil, but make sure that it doesn't boil over the top. You know what yeah, I mean? no, that's key. Um, I think too with like being in the social circle, like you said, there's that underlying of attraction. It's like, all right, you you are pre-selected. You are a guy like girls mostly date guys that are in their social circle. So since you're in hers, you're at the same level and you're a high status guy. So having that conversation is really just both of you being like, okay, we are potential options for each other. Now let's just feel each other out if there's that chemistry and that chemistry will happen. um, If you guys, you know, if there is chemistry between you. So it's like, okay, I'm an option for her. She's an option for me. And then just seeing if that works. And then, yeah, pulling the trigger when you need to. I, I like your your stance on that. There was something else I was going to say on that. I, I would say, too, with escalating is if you are going to escalate um, physically and whatnot is maintaining, like, don't shit where you, where you eat, right? So, like, doing things behind closed doors or away from the group, right, where there's not eyes on you so you can maintain your social circle, um, but you guys can go explore the chemistry between you and, and escalate physically and whatnot. Yeah. And this, again, it depends on the girl, right? In general, women are being judged a little bit harsher when it comes to things escalating physically. So it's usually a good sign of tact to not be so um, flaunting of your connection with the girl, right? You don't want to draw a huge spotlight on it. I mean, unless the girl's okay with that, right? Unless that's what she wants and that's what I want, right? If we're both on the same page and I can kind of openly flirt and even tell her friends, you know, I like your friend, you know, I'm digging your friend, right? Like if I can be really open about it, then so be it. But I'd rather have a solid connection with the girl, you know, get a phone number and Instagram or Facebook or something and say, you know, um, let's do this and this next week, right? Having something else lined up to do. And then I can text her, right? I can try to hang out with her. Um, That's, you know, this is kind of high level stuff. We're not getting into the actual details, but yeah, I think that discretion is a good thing. Women appreciate discretion in general. Yeah, that's key. Well, Eric, dude, it's been great chatting with you. I've had fun. Um, where can people reach you if they want to f- check out your stuff? Yeah, so my website is coasttocoastdatingcoach.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also friend request me on Eric Lothbrook. Um my Facebook account, Eric Lothbrook, L-O-T-H-B-R-O-K. My first name is E-R-I-K. Um, but yeah, my website, you can request a consultation if you're sincerely interested in coaching. I help guys with 
uh, a variety of different sticking points and a variety of different experience levels. Some of my clients are total newbies. Some guys are more in the middle and some guys are actually pretty advanced, but they want to take their skills to the next level. Um, whether you're looking for a relationship and you want to find love or you want to find, um, you know, more adventures and whatnot um, I help guys in, in a variety of situations. So consultation is free. I just ask that guys are serious about working with me and, you know, 10, 15 minutes on the phone, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, getting some background information on a guy. And then if I think he's a good fit for my coaching, we can talk about the different options I have. So yeah, my awesome. website, coast to coast dating coach.com or Facebook is usually the best way. Awesome. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you. Yeah, Ricky. Thanks, man. Good times. Good conversation.